Hey, Dan Miller here. Welcome into this edition of Wisdom of the Sages, where each week I find a story in history, typically, that has a principle we can still learn from today. This is no exception. I title this one, Your Finest Hour. Winston Churchill said, To every man there comes in his lifetime that special moment when he is figuratively tapped on the shoulder and offered a chance to do a very special thing, unique to him and fitted to his talents. What a tragedy if that moment finds him unprepared or unqualified for the work which would have been his finest hour. Don't expect luck to present you with your finest hour. Remember, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. What three things are you doing right now to prepare for greater opportunity this year and perhaps to experience your finest hour? What opportunities might you have overlooked while waiting for the company or the government to take care of you or for perfect conditions to move to a new direction? Frequently, a perceived failure or setback actually provides us with an opportunity to take our lives in a new and more fulfilling direction. The portrait artist James Whistler was expected to follow in his military father's footsteps. However, after failing a chemistry test at West Point, he was dismissed from the academy in 1854 for a deficiency in chemistry. He worked briefly for the Winans Locomotive Works in Baltimore, but could not resist his passion for traveling and painting. If not for his ability to turn adversity into opportunity, he might never have created his most famous painting, Whistler's Mother. When his scheduled model fell ill and could not pose, Whistler asked his mother to stand in for the painting, which he did on the back of an old canvas. Despite the fact that she had to sit because of her frailty, Whistler managed to capture her strong Protestant character in her somber pose and expression. It became his most famous painting. This iconic image continues to provide inspiration for artists, cartoonists, and filmmakers and it has been the focus of three New Yorker magazine covers. The point is this, don't wait on perfect conditions for success to happen. Just go ahead and do something. And don't settle for failure. How can you turn a setback into an opportunity? I see many people blame something outside themselves for their current circumstances and lack of accomplishment. They blame their parents, their teachers, their bosses, their coworkers, God, or a spouse for those unexpected turns in life. But blaming solves nothing. Instead, it creates fear and hopelessness. It destroys creativity and builds walls that keep other people and potential resources out. Perhaps what you see as an obstacle is God's gentle way of redirecting you to a more fulfilling future. How can he get your attention? You know that when things are going well, we tend to just maintain the status quo. The old adage, the good is the enemy of the great, is true. Sometimes what we see as a disaster is a wake-up opportunity to get back on track. A few years ago, I experienced a devastating business loss. Banking and real estate laws seemed to change overnight, and a gentleman's handshake agreements I had on credit lines folded. I was forced to sell a health and fitness club, culminating in waking up the next morning with a 430000 debt hanging over my head. Now, with the complications of a forced sale, I was also left with remaining debts of nearly that much again. The IRS was at our door, demanding money that I did not have. Vendors were ready to file suit in a futile attempt to extract payments from my insolvent company. As chairman of the Small Business Development Center, 
with our local chamber of commerce, I was embarrassed and humiliated, but I knew I had a choice. I could blame God, the banks, the economy, my partners, or bad luck for this unfortunate turn of events. Or I could accept full responsibility for my circumstances and begin to look for positive next steps. Blessed with a supportive wife and friends, I quickly began to explore new directions and opportunities. Yes, I spent time in a dreadful commission sales job and struggled to repay those debts for much longer than I ever imagined I would. But I saw in a new light business principles that I had clearly violated. I realized I had leveraged my good reputation into getting credit lines and vendor terms that went beyond what my business could support. I'd use payroll deductions as an immediate source of funds to cover daily expenses rather than paying them directly to the IRS. I discovered countless principles in the book of Proverbs that I had violated with my slick knowledge and ability. I had overlooked what Solomon warned in Proverbs 13.18, that all who refuse correction will be poor and disgraced. After that, I learned new ways of doing business that kept me from being slave to the lender. That disaster allowed me to take a fresh look at who I was, where I was going, and what my strongest areas of competence were. Today, Joanna and I live in a house that fits a long list of our desired characteristics here in Southern Florida. I block off Thursdays and Fridays for what I call deep work. I coach clients directly one day a month because I have other systems in place to create ongoing revenue. The irony is that if I had continued on the path that I was on way back then, I would certainly not be where I am today. I would have built traditional businesses, hired and managed employees, bought or rented buildings, all tasks I see as emotionally draining. That experience opened my eyes to methods for working independently without having to deal with any of those traditional business issues. The forced redirection allowed me to see new opportunities and to improve upon skills I didn't even know I had prior to that unfortunate event. The success I thought I had then is far surpassed by the peace, sense of true accomplishment, time freedom, and financial income I enjoy today. I mean, for my speaking engagements, I create more income in a single day than my hardworking father made from a full year of farm labor. I mean, how many times have you been frustrated or angry at what seemed to be a defeat or failure? Have you ever discovered later on that the failure saved you from a bigger disaster or directed you to something even better? Do you view failure as a disappointment or do you look for the better opportunity it may be presenting? You know, from working with people and looking for career direction, I've discovered that a job loss or business failure, while devastating at first, later comes to be viewed by people as the best thing that ever happened to them. Resist the temptation to allow setbacks to fill you with anger and despair. Look for the seeds of opportunity in your situation. Look for the rainbow instead of the storm. And here's a quotation from my friend Andy Andrews that I want to end with. The words, it's not my fault, have been symbolically written on the gravestones of unsuccessful people ever since Eve took her first bite of the apple. Until a person takes responsibility for where he or she is, there is no basis for moving on.